Welcome back into the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Justin Patrick. With me, as always, Sean Filson, Zach Taylor. Boys, how y'all doing today? I'm great. We traded for Nolan Arenado. The Cardinals did. My dad is a huge baseball guy, and with the Cardinals trading for his absolute favorite player in the MLB, it's just so ha- it's so, it's so fun to see him so happy about that. It's like he like radiates excitement. So you're kind of like. Even if you don't really like care, you're also like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a little excited too, I guess. I mean, I did. I mean, I care. I mean, we're gonna be going to a couple MLB games now because he wants to go see his boy. But you know, you know what was funny? You know how he used to love Harrison Bader. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, now you can replace Bader, and I told him that you know Bader's probably not even gonna play anymore. He's like, I don't care. It don't oh. matter to me. <laughs> what the heck? It's pretty funny. Like, uh, yeah, I'm done with him anyway. Yeah, whatever. I got I got NATO. Yeah, I'm excited. So, Sean, break down what we're going to be talking about today for everyone. All right. So, today we're going back a little bit, and uh, we were going to do this right after the James Harden trade, but we had other stuff to talk about, you know, with just other stuff has been happening around the league, so we didn't really get to be able to get to it. But what we're going to be talking about is players that we think are next on like the trading block for their respective teams or players that we want to see traded. Or I know that uh, some of them just got to happen. Yeah. Some of them need to happen. And then some of them we want to happen, but I know Zach and I, we also said teams that need to buy closer when it gets to the trade deadline, like they need to buy uh, more players for their team since they're going to be going for it this year or sell like, say the Thunder or you know even the Pelicans, you look at their records and you think that they're going to be selling their assets to these teams that are going to be buying later on. Now, I mean, if you want to start off, Zach, let's get it. All right. So you want to hear a buyer or a seller first? Um, Let's start with the selling. All right. Just, you want to do all the sellers first? Yeah, we can do that. All right. So my biggest seller... And it's, it can be a little homer for the podcast, I guess, or whatever, but it's going to be the Thunder. Yes. Um, obviously, made a ton of moves to pick up some first-round picks, first and second-round picks this offseason. Um, we've got we've seen young guys kind of step in their own role. I mean, Tim out on set. I believe you said the record for rookies in a game. Rookie three-pointers made by a rookie in a game, right? He tied. It wasn't made in a game. It was shooting perfect from the three-point line, and he went six for six. Okay. Six for six from three, which is obviously you love to hear that from almost any player. Um, Shea's obviously still growing into his role, not to where I want to see him at, but he's still growing into it. Lou Dortz looked amazing. Um, Poku finally going to get some play. Now he's down in the G League. Um, so we're looking to move some of these like older guys who aren't part of the future. Um, and what I got my eye on George Hill and Al Horford for sure. Um, and with these guys, like it's not that they're worthless. You're not moving them because they're an expiring contract or because, really, like they don't hold any value. Like you're just gonna have to throw a pick with them to get rid of them. You're trying to move them for a pick. And in my eyes, if I'm the Thunder, I'm trying to load up on these 2022 first rounders. If it means I gotta put them together for like one or two, if it means I got them individually, one each. Um, I think they're both worth at least a first rounder. George Hill, for sure. I think Al Horford, you're going to have to get something back because of just because he, I think he could be a starter. George Hill, 
is more of borderline to me. I think he still can start, but Al Horford could be a legitimate starting center on a contending team. I mean, put him against Anthony Davis. He's got a great chance, especially on the defensive end. So I th- I think you have a lot of value, and especially being in the Thunder's position where you're just trying to get guys all under, as Sean likes to say, Shea or younger is the only thing I'm taking. Being anything under 24 or younger, really, is your goal. So I'm looking at that 2022 draft. That's going to be the first crossover draft is what we're kind of calling it now, which is going to be the first time uh, high school athletes or just one time out of college, the one and done rule will be gone. So um, it's kind of like a double dipper. So I think they should load up for that draft. Yeah, and when you look at the Thunder's roster, obviously Al Horford and George Hill are helping them win games a lot more than, I mean, even they should be winning because they're 29th in net rating, which means you should be the second worst team in the league. But they've, but that a lot of that comes from getting blown out by like 20 points to the Nets the other night where they're winning super close games, but they're getting blown out in other games. And that's what's going to swing your net rating to be a ridiculous amount. I mean, you'd love to see a team, uh, if the, like imagine if the Thunder get like bottom four in the league so they, they have a higher chance for a lottery pick, and yet they have almost like a negative one net rating. Like that would be... You gotta feel great, especially even being a young team. Like, hey, like we might be, we might actually suck, but we don't. I mean, we're still in every the, game we play on like average. Like a competitive tanking. That's yeah. a, that's what I've always wanted as a yeah. Thunder fan. And, and that, even, that's even, what I wanted last year. Yeah, even with the Jags, like I, I was pushing that all year. Like we had we had a game, or the Jags had a game to where it went to overtime. I believe it was against the Texans. Comes down to it. Um, our backup QB goes in. I think it was Jake Luton goes in, hits hits this guy with a mean spin move, ties it up or puts us within one. We gotta make a two point conversion to win the game, and we go for the two point instead of tying it with a field goal. Miss the two point, perfect. Lost by one point. You love to see it. Yeah, something I like. Went, well, I li- I listen to a lot of Thunder podcasts, and something that I agree with almost everyone on is if we're going to win games, I want it to be because of our young guys. I want it to be because Shea, Lou Dort, Teo Maladone. I don't want to win games because Al Horford Horford puts up 30. Yeah. Yeah, George Hill puts up 27. I don't want that to be the reason we win games. If we win because Shea's putting up a 36 piece triple double or Lou Dort's going hitting 10 threes in a game, like, Give me that win. I don't care. Like that's showing progress from the guys that we're going to keep around. Yeah. But to go along with Al Horford and George Hill, the Thunder still have Trevor Ariza on their roster, and I'm looking at that as a lot like the Andre Iguodala situation in Memphis last year because he's not going to report to the team, but he's still useful for a veteran team, at like say the Lakers. The Lakers mm-hmm. would love to have a Trevor Ariza. Darius Miller is on the roster, who is. I mean, I think it was a 38% three-point shooter last year. That can help a contender. I mean, he makes $7 million a year. Justin Jackson can help, like, or he could be a salary filler. You look down the roster, you got Mike Muscala, who is playing out of his mind this year, hitting almost 42% from three. And then Kenrich Williams, who 26 years old, but he's like a hustle god. Mm-hmm. Like, he will go after every loose ball. And that's something that you just look into trades. If you can't make any, whatever. But George Hill should be gone before the trade deadline. Trevor Ariza, it doesn't really matter to me because he's not there. Like, if I get a second rounder, awesome. If not, whatever. That's a pretty second rounder. And then Al Horford, he's still under contract for three years. I was under the mindset that he would be gone after the season. Like, just basically how Chris Paul and Gallinari were, where 
yeah, if they get traded during the season, I wouldn't be surprised, but most likely they're going to be here until the end of the season when their trade value is higher. And it's also going to be harder for a team to, uh, how do I say it? It's hard for a team that's, uh, like, if you're trading, you're like a middleman type team, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, he's here for three years. It's so much easier to be like, it's two years. We got to get through one, and then we can trade him as an expiring. Like That, like that. and he has a $27.5 million contract. Mm-hmm. It's hard to trade a huge contract in the middle of the season. It's like an $84 million total contract. It's going to be harder to move. I mean, you saw it with James Harden. There were so many, four teams involved, so many moving pieces. Like, you just, if the team that you're trading him to doesn't have, like, a good amount of, like, space... You have to trade so many contracts and all that. Now, the next one I want to go to, staying with like that veteran type thing, is I want to go to Orlando. I think the with Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac both being out for this season, those are the guys you're going to end up building around in my eyes. You want to get rid of these Terrence Ross, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon, where they're gonna they're just going to keep you in that middle of the road eighth seed is like your best chance yeah. that you don't want to be that you don't want to be that we, stuck in that middle we've ground. said it for so long and one day we're going to get a gm job and it's going to be great and we're going to be the all or nothing squad that's it because we're if we're not about to win at all i'll give you one year and if not let's restart and, yeah, and we're not we're not being the magic that's what i'm saying if we are the coast to coast nba team we're not being the magic. We're either going to go all out, we're going to put everything in it, put a bunch of effort into it, or we're going to tank and we're going to get something new. Like because once you go in that middle ground, it's so hard to get out of it because you just you're just over and over getting that anywhere between like what like ten and ten and eighteen, just over and over again. And that's not where you're. That is not the place where you're searching for a star. You could get lucky like the Bucks did in 2013 when they had the 15th pick and drafted Giannis. You could get lucky and be the Nuggets where they draft Nikola uh, Jokic with the 44th pick, or, or even Michael Porter with 14. Yeah, I mean you're not gonna, you're not looking for your you franchise-altering star at 15. I want that guarantee. I want that top top pick where I get to choose who I want. I don't want like the last pickings of the lottery, and I'm and people are gonna say I, I either reached on someone or, or someone fell to me. I want that guarantee. Yeah, you're not. You're looking at it. If you get a bust at one, whatever. Hey, hey, he was. Everyone else probably thought he was one two. Honestly, exactly. And I mean, if you get a top three pick, that's where your your percentage chance of finding a next level star. You just better hope it's just, not Josh Jackson. Exactly. That's it. You're either gonna get Lonzo or Jason Tatum. Don't get Josh Jackson. But with those, <laughs> you could get, you could get, you could get you could get Luca. You could get Trey Young. Or you could be Dre, DeAndre Ayton. I mean. Come on. You could end up at one and two and pick Greg Oden, or you can get Kevin Durant. Or staying in Portland, you could pick Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. I mean, whatever. You could get you could get LeBron, you could get D Wade, or Darko Milicic. I mean, it, you you still got a good chance though. I mean, if you if you and all basically all other NBA teams, scouts, everything, believe in a guy going number one. You want the best odds at that. You don't want to be there and say, yeah, well, this guy has a ton of potential here. So we're just going to win. We're going to win a good amount of games, hopefully eight seed. Real quick, because it made me think of it. That's exactly what me and and Zach were talking about. We were like, even if Justin Fields becomes the best player, 
we still got to draft Trevor as the Jags. Because it doesn't matter. You finally got that number one. This has been the number one option for the past three years. Like, it's kind of like you're you're almost I would almost take the fault of being wrong than take the risk of being right. You know what I mean? I for would sure. I would rather be wrong with the right pick than being right with the wrong pick, honestly. That yeah, definitely. When you look at it, it it you're gonna get backlash. It'd be like not taking Zion last year. It's like sure. Is John is John Morant also good? Sure, or some of the other guys really, really good, but like, dude, Zion was number one since he was like sixteen. Like And when when we're looking at it, Justin, I did you end up getting trades for any of these Orlando guys? Uh for the Orlando guys, I was not really, but I was looking more at the Timberwolves and trying to figure something out with them within because they're looking to have another top five pick this year. And you have a couple guys like Cat and then also Wiggins and D'Lo who you can probably get rid of. Wiggins uh, is on the Warriors. Well, yeah, you mean Malik Wiggins, Beasley? But I was looking at um, I was looking at take a thought on Wiggins name popped up with the Warriors trade that they had for Russell. Um, but you have a couple guys there that are kind of talented. I'm still looking at guys right now. I I think. Out. You bringing up the Timberwolves, even though they're not a great team, I think Aaron Gordon would fit extremely well because he's more of a defensive-minded... He he should be playing the four, and he can't really play that in Orlando. I think he would fit amazingly beside Carl Anthony Towns, and you could probably get him for relatively cheap. I mean, I if I were them, I wouldn't give away... You can't trade their draft pick this year because it's top three protected going to the Warriors. So if it's top three, they get to keep it. If it's not, then the Warriors get it. You know what move I would try and make for that? And it, we can, it can go into the next pick we're talking about. Imagine we can move, and I just thought it was on the spot, so it's not going to be uh, perfectly lined up. Imagine you can move Cat. If we're if we're saying we're open to moving it, right? Like, who do you think is can't be moved? Or you think they just restart? What do you mean? For on the, the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. I, I think if you're looking at it. Like, who, who do you think is untouchable? I don't think anybody's untouchable. So you're you, you're the fifteenth seed. So imagine they move something like, I don't know. In my eyes, it's it's obvious, but imagine you move like Cat for Detroit's next couple picks, or 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 for a team that's kind of like close and they like their guys, maybe for a Bulls. I a, think like two Bulls picks. I don't think it would happen. With Zach Levine, like dude, Bulls fans would go nuts for a Colony Town Zach Levine combo. Well, going back to the first, like my team, I think after this season would be the most likely time. Yeah, we gave we gave Cat and D'Lo a year. Mm-hmm. They didn't work out. We're still the worst team in the I league. Would, I would just feel so bad, especially after the, all the shit like Cat's been going through this year. I, I would feel bad like as a fan to go through. Oh, it. Oh, for sure. And for him, but like also, you you have to think of it business wise. I guess. Yeah. If and you're, if you're doing that, then. Trading cat to like an OKC, they can make salary match. Right? No, no, yeah. no. Just like, I, <laughs> I know you no, want I, it though. I I would love that, but the the amount of like picks and yeah, being it it would be a perfect way to swap yeah. because you could you could swap out Horford, you can flip out Horford later on for maybe mm-hmm. a pick or two, and then you and get then a get couple picks, picks from yeah. the Thunder. You can okay, the Thunder sit there and they're like, just pick whatever picks you want. We'll give them to you. I mean, the Thunder would still have. Even if they give up four first rounders, they still have fifteen more first rounders. I think you could, especially if something comes out about like Cat like not wanting to be there or anything like that. You might only have to give up like Al Horford and two and a swap, two and I mean, some second rounders. Maybe they'd want like Poku or Darius Baisley. I'd get automatic anybody automatic, anybody automatic. but Shea and Dort. I 
And maybe Teo Maladon. Automatic. I would give up in a heartbeat for a player like Cat. Automatic. And the, I, I'm glad you brought up the Timberwolves, Justin, because that's that is definitely a team that I could see being either buyers or sellers. I I, I because they s- went in for D'Lo this you, past year. Do yeah. you try and just keep Anthony Edwards, or would you try and you know maybe dish him out? Because he was I, the first. They won't get rid pick. of him. They won't. But Anthony Edwards was not the pick. He, it, 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 they should have picked Lamelo. We know that. We've said that, but do you think that they they still have faith in him as a pick? I mean, he's oh yeah. I mean, okay. He's only been in the league for twenty you, games. You also got to think about like the GM. Like anytime, anytime a GM. So usually it's whenever a new GM comes in and it's it's their first pick. They're like super attached to it because it's like yeah, that's my pick. I picked him. But also you pick the kid first overall. You better you have to keep him his whole rookie contract. Honestly, like. Same same thing happened when the Timberwolves got Andrew Wiggins. It was literally like, okay, well, I guess kind of our guy, even though he ain't doing that good. It's kind of our guy. Yeah. But I think I think they're interesting because like if they do blow it up, they have some pieces to move. I mean, I would love to get Josh Okoji. He he has a lot of value to me as like a as a bench player, role player. Imagine him on someone like the Nets or something. Oh, if that would they, be amazing. Or him going to like even to like the Bucks or to the like the Heat. That's a per. That's Just a sitting heat. there being that's a, a role heat, player. That's a Heat player, honestly. Think about Josh Okoji on the Heat, like. Or, like, imagine them making a move. Um, I'm thinking of, like, teams who, like, don't really, like, get get stars, even though they should. Like, imagine, like, the Knicks. The Knicks would take Cat in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. And even if they give up, like, this year's pick, they have Dallas's, which I assume is going to go lower, but right now is at eight based on Tankathon. Sheesh. But, like, I assume that goes lower, but even if you, I mean, I would take a future Knicks pick. I'd always bet against the Knicks if you're if you're trading Cat. Do, I mean, we, do we have any more things to talk about on the Timberwolves? Um, because if not, I do want to transition to the Knicks because I do have a couple things to say about them. I'm good on Timberwolves. Timberwolves, we're good. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Knicks. So New York, obviously known as like the team. Trash. Oh, they're trash, but they're the team that somehow makes the league the most money. I don't know how they're worth the most. Don't ask me how because they've been trash for twenty years. That's just the power of New York. Could you imagine if they actually had a good team? Imagine if they made the playoffs at all. Oh well, my that's God! A, well, that's what it, you don't need to imagine right it. Just look at what the when the Yankees make the playoffs. Look how much the city supports it. I mean that the Yankees are the best thing to come out of New York. Well, you you also look at it where New York is huge compared to population literally wise, yeah. population wise compared so, to every so other. Dense. So that's why it. I mean, it looks like they have more fans because I mean technically they do because. They're so much bigger, and if you're a New York person, then... It's like the whole state of California living in L.A. Well, literally, like, in New York, a, a dang apartment could be half the size of the studio that we're in, which is not a bad size, and it'd be 1500 a month. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what New York is. But the thing is... Hit me up I with will Texas, say this. Baby. The Knicks, and I guess you could probably throw the Jets in there as well, they were given and wanted high expectations for because of what they saw in baseball, and that's what the Yankees put the stigma on New York, saying that, hey, you know, we're New York, we're a big city, the fans, they go crazy, and that's why New York was given this big thing for athletics. Well, So what are some moves you got for them, Justin, or for Sean? So New York, I know they're looking like, hey, we could be a playoff team. They're only half a game Don't out of the eighth that. seed right now. Don't do that. I mean, technically, they're in the playing game. So you got them as buyers. No, I do okay, not. Good. I have them as sellers. Okay, good. I say capitalize on what Randall. Julius Randall and uh, 
Elford Payton are doing right now. You capitalize on that, get them out. Yeah, maybe get a first rounder for Julius Randle. Maybe I think you get a first, maybe a late first. I mean, you could probably send him to. I, it's hard to it's hard to think of a team just like on the spot. But he's. I mean, if if we go back to that a Timber, team, Timberwolves trade, he's obviously in it. That, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like Timberwolves. If I think they should either you you have two routes in my opinion. Like like Zach and I say, if you're not going to go all in, dump it, mm-hmm. and you got those two options. Either go all in, trade Randall, Elford Payton, picks, whatever, for Cat. Go get, maybe go get like a Bradley Beal play, Bradley Beal, Cat. You'd probably you, have to trade RJ Tim- Barrett. Do you think, I was about to say, do you think the Timberwolves would take RJ Barrett? I think, I think if they were going to get like a Bradley Beal, they'd have to trade RJ Barrett. You're going to end up trading Mitchell Robinson somewhere if you get Cat, but you either go all in like that and capitalize on how Julius Randall and Elford Payton are playing. I, I say you capitalize on that either way. Mm-hmm. Or, or you can dump them, get some picks, get a second rounder, get a maybe a decently promising young guy, and like trade Elford Payton to say the Clippers, who need a point guard right now, mm-hmm. go get like Mifiondo uh Cabinjale mm-hmm. and be like, Okay, we we upped his value a little bit, we got a young guy, and th- see if this young guy fits with RJ Barrett, who is their future star. I the thing is, like, if I'm choosing between those two that you just gave me, I got to – even if it means you still don't, make, like, make the playoffs, probably you still don't do a ton having Cat. Cat finally gives you that opportunity to where stars might want to come to New York. That's, he, what, I, that's what I'm saying. You New get that. York. You get yeah. a star, and you just hope that it, you can build around You got to pray that at least someone wants to come there. If, if And that's why, like, I've been all in, like, dude, stop trying to try and get, like, eight all-stars. Get one. Just try to get, don't say you're getting Dwight Howard, Kobe, Chris Paul, all these guys. Dude, just get one and go all in on him. For sure. Like, I think, well, that's why Chris Paul's name came up a lot with them this past season when OKC was looking to trade them. But Chris Paul's trade. not someone to me that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go play with him. Well, yeah. At least but, with Cat, it's like the younger age. Like, Well, you would be looking at it like the Knicks got their star point guard and he had an amazing season and... You know, maybe we can go out in free agency, maybe get like a meeting or two with Anthony Davis, somehow convince him, be like, yeah. we'll pay you whatever you want. For Literally, sure. we'll slide you under the money or under the table money. You know, we'll give can you do whatever. Yeah. And so maybe you get Anthony Davis. Maybe you just get Christian Wood or something. But you go out and you give yourself that chance to bring in more stars, which is what you haven't had in forever. Mm-hmm. And you're not just going out and giving these Julius Randle, you're not giving Elford Payton, uh, Taj Gibson, all El- Wayne Ellington. You're not giving them just a ton of money just to be like, yeah, we're going to think about trading them later on. For you sure. go out and get those stars. and Make someone the king of New York. Just exactly. make one person. And then try to bring in more guys. Cause Julius, that's, what they, that's actually cause, what they try to do with LeBron cause, in 2010. Cause Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, like you can hype them up. You can give them all the media hype, but like, Dude, if they aren't doing something crazy, like you're not gonna get the media you want and that you should deserve as being New York. Going off the king and king of New York, let's talk about the Kings a little bit, okay? So they gotta make a move, okay? I I love De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton together. They are playing great. We were gassing up Tyrese Halliburton way before the draft. We gassed him up through the draft. We said he was a steal of draft at ten or eleven, was it ten or eleven? Twelve. Twelve. 
Okay. Yeah, I remember it was after ten. Um, so I want to see him make a move for their big. Okay. So they went. They have Marvin Bagley. It's really just not working out. I think they need a defensive guy. That's in my eyes. That's what they need. I think Tyre, Tyrese Halliburton plays defense for how good he is. De'Aaron Fox is just a dog. He's super athletic. You. I think they need to buy it. They need to buy into this athletic defensive role, and they can be that. Really, like in my eyes, they can become what this like rough and tough Jazz used to be. Or not Jazz, uh, Grizzlies, I'm sorry. They can be that team. Just just grit and fun. grind Grizzlies. They can be that, but with the Kings. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is rough. As I said, I, I don't need to go through them again. Um, so I'm looking to move Marvin Bagley, again, a seller, okay? And I want to try and get Jarrett Allen, okay? He's been moved a little bit. Maybe the Cavs aren't in love with him. I mean, they only stole him for a second rounder. I mean, technically, based on pick position-wise, it'd be an upgrade. Or if, if Jared Allen's just not on the board, because I'm not exactly sure when he's available to be traded. I believe it's at, it's at trade deadline almost. It's pretty It'll be late. like right before. It's pretty late. Um, So the next person I'm looking at is Pascal Siakam. And this is more of a move because maybe we're looking at the, the Raptors. Maybe they're trying to reset. They realize Kyle Lowry's getting old. OG's should be. OG, as I said yesterday on the show, like this should be his team. Get a young guy to go with him. Bam. Perfect matchup with OG because then you can run two athletic guys who are, who are over 6'8". OG being 6'8". Uh, Marvin Bagley being 6'10", I believe. 6'11". I can't remember exactly. Uh, Marvin Bagley's very offensive. OG's very defensive. I think they could pair perfectly. And then this gives you a scenario to where sometimes... OG can guard centers for stints, okay, if you need to. Well, they and, still will have Chris Boucher, who is potentially a six-man of the year. For and you sure. you can just start him at power forward, center, whatever. For sure. Play. Actually, he would be pretty, like— Run he, OG he would, at the three. Yeah, OG at the three. Then Marvin Bagley and Chris Boucher run the power forward center where they can both shoot. They can both handle the ball a decent amount. And have and have OG in a scenario where he's really just easier. Your new Kawhi, like, hey, you just guard the best player. And then if you get some buckets, you get some buckets. And I, I do like taking Pascal Siakam and sending him to the Kings. You could probably do that with like a maybe a Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes. That's kind of what I was looking at. I, maybe I don't a, love maybe the contract. I don't love the contract for Harrison Barnes, but it, I feel like if you if you're moving Harrison Barnes, then you're also assuming that the Raptors are still trying to win. And I was kind of I was skewing more well, you towards have to, restart. You have to give them you have to match contracts, yeah. and that's why I'm giving them Harrison Barnes because that Harrison Barnes at twenty two point two, Marvin Bagley at eight point nine, that is almost perfect for Pascal Siakam's thirty point five for sure. And to match a salary like match a big salary. You're either getting rid of Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes, and you'd probably want Buddy Heald to stay on this team, yeah. whereas Harrison Barnes plays that power forward position. And if you're getting Pascal, Pascal's a power forward. And I, I, th- I think it goes to show um, these young guys on the Kings, especially Buddy Heald, like, hey, we're we're bought in. You guys, you guys are really showing us something. Here's your center for the future. Athletic, grow with him. You know, it could be fun. I think, especially especially the fact that he's so athletic, like he could easily. As I was saying, grit and grind Grizzlies, the new kind. I mean, they could easily do it. You know so, what's crazy huh. is Buddy Heald's actually 28, which is the same age as Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes and Perfect. two years older than Pascal. Hey, but he a baller, though. Oh, I, so, I so, actually, let's, let's go into a we, – we got we got Buddy Heald later. Let's, we'll touch on Buddy Heald in a minute. So, Sean, I was kind of looking at the Warriors. Okay. So, what, you, do you, what are you looking at them as? I'm We're still on sellers for me. Okay, still on uh, sellers. So – what do you think of Ubre and Andrew Wiggins? They gotta go, right? 
or do you think they're part of uh, when Clay comes back a re a kind of intra rebuilding team like the Warriors? Like I think they're ready to go as soon as Clay comes back in a way. See, that's they, why that's why I think of them. Or Justin, you go, you go. Yeah, they are. But the thing is, I feel like if you do, you can get something for Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. It won't be something that's great, but it'll be something that can really help you push forward if you're if you when you have Steph and Clay back. Yeah, for sure. I think I think something like pretty interesting and like very more small power, move is more of a power forward or because you have a center in James Wiseman right now who's look well. You still have Draymond strong. Green. Yeah, yeah you Don't still have Draymond too. But well, okay, here let me let me go ahead and I so I think they they should be more as buyers, but buy a guy who has a contract length of two or three seasons where you're you're thinking <clears throat> Al Horford. Yeah, some something like that where you're thinking ahead to next season when you're going to have Steph, Clay, Draymond, James Wiseman's going to be in his second year, but you're looking ahead to that where you're not you're not buying for this year. You're you're kind of selling for this year, but you're buying cuz you can't you cannot sell on this team and be like all right, we're just going to keep Steph Curry. You can't sell on a team that has Steph Curry. No. And that that's the thing that you're looking at. That's why I'm saying you go buy for the, I say the future, but next year. And you go buy, I say Aaron Gordon would be perfect on this team. Aaron Gordon is a defensive, de- like, like defensive a younger guy version that of Draymond. That's what kinda. I'm thinking. And you go learn from Draymond and... Oh my God! Could you You'd imagine be the new Draymond you for the next decade? A death lineup they run with Draymond and Aaron Gordon—that'd be sick. Holy cow! That's fast. That's and, a fast lineup. And that's somebody that Curry would like to play with. Clay would like to play. He can Some shoot Curry handles, lobs. But exactly, and it'd be like Jordan Bell, but like actually skilled. Yeah, literally, definitely. All you have to do tell Aaron Gordon, hey, uh, or honestly, tell Draymond, hey, Draymond, throw on twenty, throw on that twenty pounds you lost, you know, two years ago. Throw it back on. Run some center, Aaron Gordon. You're the new power forward. Let's run it. And I, so what I'm thinking is try to get something out of Kelly Oubre, which you did a, you did a bad trade with the Thunder, where you traded, although it was protected, you took on 14.3 million, which you multiply that by four because he's they're deep in the luxury tax, where that's what 14 times four is. 16, what, 50, 56. So you're basically paying like 72 million for just Kelly Oubre because of luxury tax implications and everything like that. So you get, actually, I, th- I think we were talking about uh, Andrew Wiggins and like a Kelly Oubre to the magic for, I think like Vooch and Aaron Gordon. That, wouldn't, that, was that wouldn't really be something that the magic would probably, I don't think that they'd really want that. And the smartest. No, you were talking. Here's what you were talking. You were talking about um, Gordon Hayward. Oh, for yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew Wiggins. I that's was. A, I remember now. And that would be so. That's such a yeah. quick swap. Yeah. And that w- that would be a good swap, especially for, for both the sides, Warriors. Yeah. And dude, I the d- Hornets would love to get a young guy like Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I don't know how much like I don't know if they want Andrew Wiggins specifically, but age wise, yeah, it would fit more in there like Terry Rozier and Lamelo Ball that kind of situation, but. Definitely, like like I was saying, buy for the immediate future with this Warriors team. Buy for the 2022 season because you might have one or two runs left in Steph Curry. The, their big three, Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green. So you got to 
you got to appease them as much as you can. I'd also be fine moving Draymond in some of these deals if you're getting a big back. Yeah, it, it, I, if you if if we do, let's. I mean, I don't know if it, these exactly, but like an Aaron Gordon Vucevic combo for those. I mean, I would kind of be okay with that to some extent, I, bro. Vucevic would be a perfect player with Steph Curry. Al Horford, same thing. All exactly. an offensive any, big. Any guy, any big that can pick and pop, but is also a three level score. Yeah, like a Vucevic, like an Aaron Gordon. I mean, dude, or, the, I mean, like their an Al whole Horford. their whole run was filled with guys who literally it didn't even matter who you were if you were over seven foot and could jump for a lob. Yeah. That's it. It and didn't I matter. Think you have to start looking at a new way to play. Because you can't just continue. Slow it down. You don't have a, you don't have a KD, you don't have Kevin Durant to save you basically. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're looking at that, you got to find a new way to play. Steph Curry's getting older. Clay is coming off two knee surgeries, two years off. You you just have to find a new way to play. And I think adding a three level scorer like Vucevic and Aaron Gordon would be a perfect fit for them because they're on long term contracts. Yeah, but somebody that the Warriors have been talking to about making a trade with is the New Orleans Pelicans where they're looking for a maybe like a Lonzo Kelly Oubre swap and Frick. It, it was weird because the Pelicans had interest in Kelly Oubre and they were they were talking a deal I don't know exactly well, who I don't that involved see how Kelly Oubre fits on that team you have so many forwards that are the exact same like at, you'd play him at like the two Good luck with that. Imagine imagine even Kelly regarding Clay Thompson. It, or Bradley Beal. No chance. It's definitely rough, but if the the Pelicans are another team I put on my list because they we've gotten notifications yeah, about go, go into them, some sellers for, for the Pelicans. Them, they're looking for a trade with JJ Reddick and they're looking at um the Atlantic division, which is it consists of the Knicks, Raptors, Celtics, Nets, and what team am I missing? Pacers? Missing no, they're in y'all's division. Raptors, mm-hmm. Knicks, Nets, Celtics, Pistons, and Pistons are in y'all's division as Atlantic. well. I don't know. I Keep can't going. think Keep of going. it. Uh, I'll think of it. Actually, I can. I can check it right now. But um, Seventy Sixers, and they're looking at the Seventy Sixers, Celtics, and Nets as a possible trade destination for JJ Redick, and then. I'm, I assume they're looking to move Bledsoe and some of their older veteran-type players. Not Steven Adams, though. is That kind of surprised me because you're keeping him with Zion and that team. But Lonzo Ball, where could he go? I mean, he's still 24. He's going to be a restricted free agent, so whatever team that you look at will have to look at that for the future, and like the immediate future. But they're definitely looking for a change. And as as somebody who has thought that they're not a good team for the last 2 years whereas you two have been hyping them up and I've I've been like no this this team doesn't fit. This isn't a good team. Like this roster is not built for being good. And this them looking to shop people doesn't surprise me. I didn't think they were going to be 13th, 14th seed, yeah. but I mean, I was pegging them as like 10 or 11. And seeing that they're so much lower than that kind of surprises even me, who was a pessimist on how good they were going to be. But it, the Eric Bledsoe, I don't know where you can send him. Maybe the Clippers, yeah. but you have to salary match, and that's just hard with a team that has 
two huge contracts and players they're keeping. Yeah. So one of the other sellers that I want to go into before we do you have any more sellers? Um, I mean I have sellers and like any big ones. I only got one. I have one team. I have I have specific players that all. Oh okay, yeah, like we can selling. run through those. Okay, so we'll do um, that. So the last team I have for selling is the Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine has played amazing. So you there's you have two routes, kind of similar to um, who's that we or the who's that we mentioned that we either go all out or nothing. Um, kind of with the Timberwolves. So you either you either buy in completely to Zach Levine, trade everyone else, or you're just Trading everything, pretty much. So, my my idea is to obviously keep Zach Levine. I think he's playing great. I think he can really grow into that role. I think he can be your number two option on a contending team, really. I mean, he's scoring amazing. Uh, yeah, I think he's a number two, number three option on a championship team. Yeah. yeah Scoring-wise, he's your second option. But other than that, you're going to need somebody defensively to be your second. I, If we're bringing up Zach Levine, I wanted to send him to Dallas. Jesus, it, it would take a you'd lot. Have to, yeah, I'd have to find something out. You'd we probably have to, to bring that in a third before team the, before we started, didn't we? Yeah, you'd probably have to bring in a third team and figure that out. As Hamidou Diallo gets an and one going to the basket, Thunder are down by twenty one in the first quarter isn't even over. But I'd with love Zach to see Levine that. to the Mavs, you gotta you're you're obviously trading picks that you don't really have that many of. You're also having to, you're gonna have to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. in that. You're gonna have to. Well, you don't have to, but. Most likely, that's going to be it, what I was thinking was you trade Tim Hardaway Jr. to a third team and get maybe a late first rounder and send that to the Bulls as well. Basically, okay. use Tim Hardaway as uh, bring in some random uh, second rounder and or first rounder and use that as a trade, just like Houston did uh, for Robert yeah. Covington. And they traded Clint Capella to the Hawks. Got a first rounder from the Hawks and sent that to the Timberwolves so they could get Robert Covington for sure. See, now from my side of it with the Bulls, I'm saying you keep Zach Levine, and I'm trying to get these rest of the rest of these guys to somehow kind of jumble them all together, okay, to get some first round picks. You got again. I'm I'm pounding the 2022 draft. If you can get any, if you can get anyone's first runner in that, you're taking it because you can get the 10th pick and get someone who's probably a top. Three, three option, really. Um, so, in that, I'm Lori, Lori's touchable, Thomas Sadoransky, Wendell Carter. Those are your three pieces that I think are the most valuable. Otto Porter has an awful contract, so I'm not really, I don't really think he holds that much value unless you're moving him directly to a, a Lakers or to, a, I don't know, a Clippers or something. So I'm looking at Lori. So you're, you got a young guy, young guy who has some potential, who kind of has come off injury, still kind of there. And then we're looking at Wendell Carter, who's looked really, really good. I mean, probably the type he has the type of right archetype as a player, just really young, hasn't really got the right opportunity. I, I think you gotta jumble those together, somehow try and get two first rounders out of those three combined. Maybe throw some swaps in there somewhere, but you gotta get some first rounders so you can finally build a team around Zach Levine. Otherwise, you're in a situation where you gotta blow it up and you just you might as well you're gonna be like the Timberwolves. You're gonna have cat. And then you gotta hopefully scrape something together to get D'Lo. I think the only person that should be the closest the closest thing to untouchable. I don't even know if they are untouchable. Is Kobe White? I don't view him as a long term starter. Honestly, I think he's more of that Lou Williams type where he comes off the bench and just goes crazy Spear against second plug. second units. And that, 
I kind of think that's what Zach Levine is because I don't know if Zach Levine is a number one option or I mean a starter at shooting guard because he's not a good defender at all. And that's why the Bulls haven't become anything. But before we get off the sellers, I have Houston just because this little ragtag team of John Wall, Boogie, Christian Wood, Victor Oliva. That's not that's not a team that you congrats. You'll win 40 games probably. Maybe. Maybe. And you're going to be stuck in that like. 14th pick, which you don't have your picks for the future. So uh, uh, some quick sellers I also have are Pacers, Cavs, Pistons, and it's one player on each one of these teams. They're all the same archetype. An older big, got to move them. It's Miles Turner, Kevin Love, Blake Griffin. You got to say older, but Miles Turner isn't. He, I mean, he's I think he's 25. More, he's also leading the lead in blocks with 4.3 per, per game. More, more of older is in like. You're you're buying into a younger guy more than him, For sure. and obviously the Cavs don't really have someone younger to buy into. Rather than, rather, I mean, I guess Jared Allen if they're gonna stick with him, Blake Griffin, you got to get something for him. He's really fallen off a little bit. Uh, Kevin Love, I feel like I haven't heard from him in two years. He's also been injured, kind of like an, yeah. And then Miles Turner, you got to just buy him as a bonus, let him be your only big, and set basically sell high on how Miles Turner's playing right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Hopping into the buyers, do you have anyone in particular you want to talk about, either of you? Justin? Um, someone that needs to be buying is probably, well, I don't know, the Heat. I, I have them on my buyers. Yeah. If you, Because the way that their record is looking right now is not good. You, you have a top five pick you in think- the draft where... You're giving the Thunder a top five pick in the draft because you're so bad. What about Dallas, though? They're giving the Knicks a top ten pick in the draft right now. And yeah. I'm, Dallas, but, I but, wouldn't say they need to be complete buyers, which I don't think the Heat need to be complete buyers just because they've had so many people out with... I know both teams have had concussion protocols. Both teams have had health and safety protocols because of COVID, and that's why their records are so low right now. And I, I don't know if they need to be complete buyers... But I have other teams like that are championship contenders, Boston, Denver, and then Clippers have a specific need in point guard. But whereas like Boston could go out and get like a Terrence Ross, like we were talking about earlier, they could snag just a the general, just a general openness to something. Yeah, they they definitely need something, but not like a specific something. Yes. Denver Denver does actually. They need a big defensive wing. They yeah. need a Jeremy Grant. I'm it's crazy. It's almost like you know almost what? like they had that. Almost like they had that. It's crazy. And they just didn't want to pay him enough. It's almost like you thought Michael Porter Jr. was gonna be that, but he's never played defenses in his whole life. I don't know. Crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy, you know? Let's touch on the match real quick, just because I had them as one of mine that I was just this is the one I was kind of salivating. We're more of like a hopeful trade. It's got to be Buddy Heel to the Mavs. I think we mentioned it before, uh, probably in like an early, early podcast from last season. Um, Buddy Heel, just a perfect archetype to put next to Luca and um, Porzingis. We just want to put a scoring guard oh next to Luca and Porzingis. Exactly. Because I had Levine, Buddy you had Buddy Heel. Anyone, dude. Anyone that's like a great, not Shoot, Tim Hardaway. Or Victor Oladipo. Not Tim Hardaway, bro. Anyone, not Tim Hardaway. Like, literally. Um, I, I, I was kind of having to really squeeze it out to make it fit. What I kind of got to was like Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Collie Stein, Wesley Iwundu, and then obviously picks. I mean, those aren't a lot for Buddy Heald, but I don't really know if you're going to need to give up that much to the Kings. I don't think you're going to have to give up much 
for Buddy Heald, who's 28, who has publicly said that he doesn't want to be in Sacramento. And like, I don't even mind the age with that with this team. If I'm oh, being real, well, yeah, but uh, like the 28, for the like, Kings, it matters more than yeah, because the they're not they're not ready at all. Yeah, for and, a push. And the Mavericks, I mean, you have your superstar, you have your second option. That's when you go out and get that super scoring punch. They had the best offensive team of all time last season. The the highest points per game ever last season. And that was with Luca and then Kristaps playing half the season. Not to mention they stayed in that Clippers uh, series without Porzingis. Like, I, didn't he, he only played the first two games, right? I think he played three. But I like, think. they were in every other game. I mean, and that's without just now, I Luka. say they would have won that series because you saw the Clippers break down oh in that X gosh, series. Yeah. They, I mean, they could have blown that lead to the Mavericks in that first round. But yeah, that was just one that I want to touch on. That's more of a, a hopeful, not really a necessity. I mean, it is a necessity if you really want to freaking win. I mean, yeah, but that's more of like a hopeful one. It's going to be a little stretch to make that. Uh, let's go to the Clippers. Okay. Who do you have for the Clippers trying to get? They need that point guard. The, I mean, I brought up Elford Payton earlier. I know you said Eric Bledsoe a little bit mm-hmm. ago. They they just need some pass-first type of point guard, mm-hmm. someone who can still score. I don't know if they'd really want Alonzo mm-hmm. because Lonzo isn't really a guy you need to worry about on the offensive end besides passing. But Elford Payton, somebody that you could look at. George Hill, which the Thunder – will not help out the Clippers. They will not help the Clippers at all. And so you will not see George Hill on the Clippers. Somebody else would be like a Corey Joseph. One, from one that I really like. Kings. And it, it's kind of contingent on how the Pacers are really doing and how they really want to do. Malcolm Brogdon. I feel like you'd have to give up a good amount of something for Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, Brogdon. They, they did give up a lot of their picks, but also like, I they could, don't. They don't have picks to trade. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But like, imagine a uh, Luke Kennard in two seconds. Does that get you Michael Brogdon? I don't think so. I don't, I feel like it's closer than I we feel, think. Well, okay. What did the Bucks get in exchange for Malcolm Brogdon? Do you remember Not exactly? Much. I know. I know. At least I think it was two first rounders and a second rounder. I think it was a first and like a super protected first and a second. Okay. Well, you're gonna want at least that. And because Brogdon has been playing yeah, better than he ever played the for the same. Bucks, yeah, yeah. and you're giving him to a championship contender, you're going to want, I mean, you're probably going to have to get Patrick Beverly back in that trade just because salary matching. But, I mean, they don't really have anything to trade. Like, six second rounders? You got you got to get something of value, and the Clippers don't really have, uh, I don't think they have anything to get, like, I'd say Malcolm Brogdon's in that second, third tier of point guards. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get like a just straight passing point guard. For sure. And I just, I don't know. You could get Alfred Payton for a salary I match I plus mind two even, seconds. I, w- I wouldn't mind even like a Ricky Rubio type on this team. I mean, that would be good, but I don't know salary matching and then yeah. the Timberwolves are going to want something of value and just the Clippers don't have that and that's that's what's holding them back from getting something for sure give me give me one of your buyers the Nets obvious perfect obvious because you need center defensive wings and bigs center they signed Norvell Pell from free agency obviously and 
I mean, he didn't play for the 76ers much at all last year. So, I mean, he's not bringing much. You just signed Eamon Shumpert to fill that kind of defensive wing assignment, but you still need more. There, you, Jeff Green's playing pretty amazing this year. I think he's around 50%. I think, I think I th- you got to try and move him high. Unless you really think he's going to stay, then. I think he's a good role player for a Kevin Durant-led team. Kevin Durant, James Harden-led team. I could see that. I mean, some of the options that I was looking into were like Nerlens Noel, Aaron Baines, JaVale, obviously. Those, JaVale I think that's would be their, good. I think that's their like bracket of player. What I'm thinking about is I feel like they're just going to be huge on the buyout market. They're praying that people are going to like buy yeah. out. And you're obviously you're going to start hearing more rumblings towards the trade deadline. Whether okay, the Cavs aren't looking too hot, they're probably going to buy out Javale. They're not going to buy out Drummond. For anybody yeah. that says the Cavs are going to million or something like, I mean, no the, that money doesn't matter really. There's still no chance though. Andre Drummond is playing so he amazing value. that I mean, even if you don't trade him, I'm not. I'm not just getting rid of him. Yeah. That that'd be like getting rid of like it. I. I'm trying to think of a player, but that'd just be getting rid to, of to like so, Jimmy Butler to some extent, whatever, to some extent that would literally be like the thunder last year being like, let's buy out Steven Adams. Or I mean, it would be like the thunder okay, last year buying out Danilo Gallinari. It's like, like okay, okay like, we why? didn't make, we couldn't make a trade. So let's just give them away. No, that, that's not happening. Yeah. Not going to happen. And I think that the Cavs are going to be playing for that play in game, especially with now 10 teams in each conference are going to be able to make basically make the playoffs. So I think that they're going to keep their options open and they're, they're not going to buy it out. So like JaVale McGee, that was a good one. He could get bought out, but he's also a, you don't have to give up a ton to get him. You know, th- who else did you say? You said a couple I other have, uh, bigs. I have Nerlens Noel, Aaron Baines. I like Nerlens Noel. Aaron Baines hasn't played that great, but I mean, I could see the Raptors trading him for low. Yeah. I mean, Alex Lynn wouldn't have been horrible. I mean, he... I, I hate him, but he's he's shown competence on the defensive end. He yeah. can stretch the floor. That's a, I mean, you you get a guy that can stretch the floor at the center position. Yeah, I mean, you can I, Mike Muscala. That would be a good one. Any of these like low contract bigs, because you're not going to be able to go get a big contract guy. Like, For sure, you get minimum up to like a minimum contract player up to like six million. I'd say max is six million. For sure. And then the, the last two I kind of grouped together. I don't know if you have any. We can still go over them. But the last two I have is Lakers, Bucks. And it's literally just look for players who get bought out, really. Honestly, you're just looking for players who – or if or a player you could steal for a second rounder. Se- second rounding, second rounder steals and – and buyout, really. Any anyone who's contending should be. That's in that what market. I was gonna say. Any contend, anybody that feels like they can get to the conference finals, they're gonna be searching on that buyout market. They're gonna be searching on that minimum contract, like those minimum contract players that they can get for a second rounder or maybe their late first rounder. And in seventy sixers, I'd put them in there. They'd probably be looking for an, one more option out there. Celtics, Bucks. Nets, obviously. Lakers, Jazz. I'd like to see the Mavs in that, too. Okay. Lakers, I, like Jazz, Clip. But the Ma- the Mavs can trade for bigger contracts. That's why I don't want to put them yeah. in that group. I just want to put those those teams that have their stars where their stars are making 30, 28, 22. 
But in, in a way, like... I'm Where thinking, they can't trade for a big contract guy. I'm, I'm thinking of it more like trying to like jump on it early. Like before you really have to give Luka that super contract. Like can you steal someone to where it like overlap? Like can you give someone like a four-year stupid low contract to where you kind of get them for free those first two years of Luka's max? You know what I mean? Well, I think this this season and into the offseason are the last chance that the Mavericks have before Luka gets his basically super max. Yeah. Where he gets that max extension from his rookie contract. So you have to do something. I don't care if you pay a dude freaking thirty six million, whatever whatever the max is. I don't care if you give a player a max as long as he's a max type player. Like if they would have gone out and given Gordon Hayward or like a max Jimmy contract, or something. I mean, shoot, if they got Jimmy yeah. Butler, that'd be amazing. They won't, but I mean, if you go get somebody that fits that team and has a big contract, uh, you have this lat this summer is your last chance to do that before Luca and Kristaps are both making max money for sure. And the what I was bringing up was in the Hornets. I'm I could see them as buyers this season, just because they're playing well. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to start winning. They have they probably feel like they have their new superstar in Lamelo. They have a good supporting player in Gordon Hayward, and then I mean, see what you can get for Miles Bridges. I guess I think they like how Miles Bridges. Is I I do too, but I mean, he kind of overlaps how Gordon Hayward. Like they're they're both bigger wings. I mean, obviously, Miles Bridges is a lot more athletic, but you go out and get something for him. I mean, Aaron Gordon might fit a timeline for them. He's just like a better version of Miles Bridges. I mean, you just look at those kind of things, and that buyers and sellers. Not hard to tell who's who in the league. Yeah, because if you're bottom five. In the in either conference, you're probably selling. If you're top five in either conference, you're probably buying. I mean, I don't think anybody's just going to be like, we're completely content with how our team looks this year. I don't think a single team in the league is looking like that. Maybe the Jazz. That that's the only team I would I'd be like because they don't make moves. They yeah. don't really make splashes or sign players off. When they got whatever. Mike Conley, people went nuts. Yeah, that was like their biggest move in forever. And I mean, what was it? I think they made. They made some move, some little move. Oh, they got Bojan, obviously. Yeah. But they they don't really make moves on buyout players. And who's going to choose the Jazz over, like, the Lakers, Nets, or Me. Clippers? Me. I mean, yeah. You're, it's just whoever promises most playing time is who's going to get the best buyout guys. Yeah. Anything else? No. That's all I, I got. I'm almost out of breath because I've talked so much today. Yeah, I mean, he's been on a roll. I was letting this on a roll like cotton. He laid it all out, you know. All right, guys. Well, like I said before, I'll say it again. If you want to tune into the show, it's going to be the Corner 3 show on ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM, 991FM. If you're in the Pensacola area, if not, you can catch it on ESPNPensacola.com or go to our YouTube live stream. ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM. It's 10 to noon every single Sunday. Central time, of course. All right. See y'all later. Dogecoin to the moon.